The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open again today to Luke chapter 23, we move now, studying on Christ and the cross, to the intercession of Jesus, the one prayer that can take care of eternity. We'll look again to Luke 23, verse 34, and the Lord willing, we will get down further into this passage today. First, a word of prayer, and then to today's message. Father, thank you for your goodness and for your grace in our lives. We woke up this morning to new mercies, and I'm thankful, and I bless your holy name. Help me now to preach in a way that folks understand your truth and their hearts are edified. May the Spirit of the Lord have his way in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls today. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Just for the record, This is one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. Luke 23 and verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Focus on the first half of the verse with me. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is the one prayer that can take care of eternity. As you consider Psalm number 22, and you read through those first several verses, and you see the Son of God 
crying out in the daytime, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Hear him pleading with the Father, but not calling him Father, but calling him God. And then he says, And in the night season, and am not silent. You see, the Son of God suffered there, I believe, upon that cross, our hell. In those three hours of agonizing darkness, he was abandoned by his Father, and he suffered a separation from God, and he suffered a silence from God that he had never, ever known before, no, not in all of eternity. But why did he suffer that? That you and I would not have to. And God did not answer him so that he might answer you and I and us when we call upon the name of the Lord after that hearing of faith and we understand by the word of God and convinced by the Spirit of God and we call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He will answer our cry. But why can God answer your prayer? I'm not saying that salvation's in a prayer. No, no. Salvation is in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I am saying that there is one prayer that truly takes care of eternity. And it is this fact that the Son of the living God who was upon the cross of Calvary, who being made the sin of all the world, of all the ages, he made intercession for the transgressors as he bare the sin of many, having been numbered with the transgressors. And he poured out his soul unto death, and he accomplished the victory. And he could say, it is finished. But in those moments, upon that tree, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The Father heard that prayer as Jesus interceded for transgressors. You see, now he's interceding for the saints. But on the cross, he interceded for sinners. And bless his name, there was petition in this prayer. He said, Father, the Son of God called on God the Father, and his prayer from the cross was directed toward heaven. But then there is pardon in his prayer. Forgive them. He was purchasing this pardon with his own blood, but he pleaded for our pardon with his own lips and with all of his strength. He prayed, Father, forgive them. But then there was pity in his prayer, for they know not what they do. It is truly a matter of mercy that Jesus Christ would pray for those who were crucifying him. He, the Son of God, made intercession for them, for you, for me, for us all.
the one prayer that takes care of eternity, even the intercession of Jesus. Do you see how our salvation is not in a prayer? It's not in a church. It's not in a good deed. It's not in baptism. No, it is in Christ. Christ is our peace. But then, continuing in this passage, we see the Word of God. And here is the one plan that can take care of eternity. Look now with me to verse 35. And let's read down through this chapter. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him, and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors, notice now, and one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. So considering now the one plan that takes care of eternity, we hear Jesus speaking to one of the two thieves here, which hang on either side. And from this we say that we hear God speaking to man in his written word. And so we are looking now at the word of God. The scriptures are the one plan, the one source from which man must find his way to God and therefore to heaven. If you want to be in a right relationship with the Lord, then go to the book he authored and learn of the plan he has given and learn of the son whom he gave the life whom he gave, the blood which he shed, and on and on we could say. But right here in our text, we see that only one malefactor came to know God. I believe it was Brother John McCormick many years ago said, One thief was saved, that no man need despair. But only one thief was saved, that no man need delay. So notice now, verse 40, there must be conviction. The other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? God's Spirit must do a supernatural work within man by the word of the Lord, in which this man or woman or child is made to understand the awful condition in which they are in before the Lord, who is infinitely pure and who is perfectly holy. The one criminal was blaspheming God. And the other was now fearing God. One received the light that was shining from Jesus on that cross. One was yielding to the work of God's Spirit. And he rebuked his friend and no doubt cohort and crying for his remark against Jesus. 
and his question to the other reveals he had a fear of God wrought in his soul as he hung there upon the cross beside our Lord. There was a frightening alarm in his soul as he faced an eternity without Christ, and it struck terror into his heart, and he began to reverence the only one who could save him from destruction. John 3.18, Luke 18.14, he was humbled before God understanding his condemnation. But then there must be confession. In verses 41 and 42, he said that we receive this condemnation justly. This is the due reward of our deeds. He passed sentence of judgment upon himself, and he declared the innocence of Christ. This is repentance in verse 41 in words. It's working out in this man's life. Faith. He said, Lord, remember me. What faith that a dying criminal would say to the dying Christ, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He didn't see him as a man dying on a cross. He saw him as a king seated on the throne. That is faith. Where there's conviction, when there's confession, there can be and will be conversion. Verse 43, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Jesus said, Today. Jesus said, In paradise. Jesus Christ, the one person who can take care of both time, that is today, and then eternity in paradise. Don't you want to know this one who loved you so much he died for your sins we thank you for making this ministry a part of your day and in closing we want to point you to the words of our lord in matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god and truly it is written god's word every word presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.